Beyond Blathers, the podcast where we dive deeper into the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. I'm Olivia DeBercier. And I'm Sophia Osborne. And this week, we have an exciting episode that was a request from our listener, Leaf. He is apparently very jazzed about freshwater fish at the moment, which we are too. So Sophia is going to be telling us all about the giant snakehead today which, despite its weird name, is in fact a freshwater fish. (laughs) So we always love to get listener requests. So of course, don't hesitate to message us on Instagram or Twitter at Beyond Blathers or send us an email to beyondblathers at gmail.com if you have an insect, fish, or fossil you'd like us to cover. Yeah, I was so happy to get this request. I was kind of wondering what to do this week. And the giant snakehead is an interesting fish. It kind of has quite a brutal reputation and obviously a cool name. And it's more known as a sport fishing fish and an invasive species. So there's a lot to talk about kind of in that vein. And yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Awesome. So before we dive in, let's see what Blathers has to say. So if you bring a giant snakehead fish to Blathers, he'll say, The giant snakehead is quite a sight to behold. What? One glance conjures up visions of its namesake. This resilient creature can even find a home in the mud where it's able to breathe. As a matter of fact, it dislikes cold weather, so during wintertime the mud serves as its temporary home. I hear that they eat anything that swims past their head. While odd, I feel a sense of owlship with them. That's interesting to me. He doesn't say that often, and I find it surprising that this is the species that he feels a sense of owlship with. I guess Blathers is a hungry owl. Yeah, well, they're, like, considered extremely vicious, like... Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. um, Oh, I'm... Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about it more later, but, like, they'll apparently kill fish just to kill them and won't even eat them. (laughs) So, oh my goodness. Well, this is going to be interesting. Blathers is even more metal than we (laughs) anticipated. Yeah. Oh, goodness. See, and you wouldn't know this if it weren't for this podcast. Probably not. Yeah. Unless you've had a bad interaction with the snakehead. I kind of, I'm not sure if I'm going to like fact check some of the stuff that Blathers said or if I just kind of couldn't find the research he was talking about or if he like maybe was just talking about snakeheads in general. But first, let's talk a bit about taxonomy, as we usually do. So the giant snakehead is scientifically called the Cana micropeltis, and it's one of the largest species in the family of freshwater fish called the Canidae, also known as the snakeheads, which are native to parts of Asia and Africa. And there are only two genera in this family, There's the Kana, which includes all the Asian species, and there are 25 species of Kana. And then there are the Paracana, which are all the African species. There's only three species of Paracana that have been recognized. So that's kind of interesting. And the difference between these two genera is mainly in the morphology of the special organ they use for air breathing, which we're going to talk about. As Blathers alluded to, they can breathe air. So it's pretty cool. In terms of their appearance, snakeheads are kind of long. They're not 
usually that skinny to me. It's kind of funny that they're called snake heads to me. I guess maybe because they look like the head part, but like to me, you know, it's not like an eel or something where you would maybe get it confused with a snake. Like it very much looks like a fish to me, Um, but they are usually pretty long and they have large mouths and shiny teeth. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. And the, the teeth of the giant snake head are like pretty crazy and serrated and stuff so yeah it fits with their kind of scary persona and the different species of snakeheads vary in size the smallest is the dwarf snakehead which usually don't get bigger than 10 inches long which is still pretty long i mean that's almost a foot long uh so it's not like it's like a tiny fish and then there are five species including our friend the giant snakehead which can get over a meter or three feet long. The actual giant snake head can get up to 1.5 meters or 4.9 feet long and weigh 20 kilograms or 44 pounds, which makes them the largest of the snakeheads. Wow, that's that's pretty big. Yeah. I'm looking it at is. a picture of them. They do look very like all these like fishermen holding them up. It's a it's a pretty significant find and they are in fact quite freaky looking so i don't know what it is about them either that it's i'm not even seeing the teeth necessarily but just their faces are a little bit weird yeah i mean i actually think that they're quite pretty like they have iridescent green and purple scales with a white belly and i think their fins are really pretty they're like almost mermaidy kind of green blue iridescent they do look a lot like the arapaima, which yeah. we covered in another episode in terms of like having that very long fin on the top, on the, like the dorsal fin and mm-hmm. that rounded C-shaped, I don't know what, what the special name is for the, the fin on the end of the, the tail fin. Is that it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that they're similar to the arapaima. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're really popular sport fish and I actually think it's quite interesting if you look at the like wiki for them, uh, the, the Animal Crossing wiki, it says they are surprisingly abundant considering their selling price, which I don't know. I thought that was just an in, like a cool touch from Animal Crossing because like they don't look like a fish that should be abundant, but they are pretty abundant. Like they're, you know, a least concern species and they're like stocked for fishing and everything. So like in Southeast Asia, so... I think that's actually kind of quite accurate. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like that. But going back to their coloring for a second, their coloring can be kind of confusing uh, and it has apparently caused some issues in terms of taxonomy and classifying them because giant snake heads really look different when they're juveniles. Like young giant snake heads are red in color and they have orange and black kind of racing stripes on them. And as they grow and mature, they lose the stripes and redness and become the more dark blue and white coloration that you see in the adults and that we were just talking about. So actually, the juveniles are a really popular aquarium fish and are commonly called red snakeheads. So yeah, it's almost like they're a different species entirely. But this is actually a really big problem because people buy them when they're these little red racing stripe fish. And then they grow and become these huge, like, dark blue, vicious fish. And 
a lot of times people will release them. So that's something that contributes to them being an invasive species. Interesting. Well, as Taylor Swift would say, people love an ingenue. So as soon as they get too old, out of there. Yeah, Not interested true. anymore. Yeah, will you, will you still love me when I'm nothing new? No. <laughs> no, you will get released and you'll become invasive. Featuring Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah. <laughs> so where... You, you've talked a little bit that some are in Asia and some are in Africa. Can you tell a little bit more about where specifically the giant snakeheads are found? Yeah, so the giant snakeheads are native to Southeast Asia, and they can be found in Thailand, Laos, Vietnam, Malaysia, and Sumatra. So that's where they're native to. But they've also been introduced into China, Singapore, the Philippines, Italy and the United States and yeah as I've alluded to we're definitely going to talk about them more as introduced species in a bit because that's quite a big part of their story but in terms of their actual habitat and where you can find them they usually live in rivers lakes and more human-made environments like canals and reservoirs and they prefer lentic waters which I looked up and apparently this means water that is like so slow flowing that it appears to not be moving at all. Um, I don't know if Olivia can explain that better. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like I think that's the best explanation. I like almost failed my hydrology class. So (laughs) I feel like I shouldn't be (laughs) speaking, which is probably not good considering I'm now apparently an aquatic ecologist. So... (laughs) Well, it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, I guess basically they like really slow flowing, like almost stagnant water. And the giant snakehead specifically seems to prefer deep water bodies and areas with dense vegetation where they can kind of hide out because apparently they are very territorial and they'll mostly stay hidden. They won't really migrate or like move very far. Interesting. Just the idea of a very hidden territorial fish definitely worries me. Uh, With shiny teeth. (laughs) This is already sounding not great. And to make matters worse, you said that they live and breathe in mud. So even if you're on land, you're not necessarily safe. Yeah, I couldn't find anything to back up what Blathers said about them living in the mud during the winter time specifically. Um, Yeah, I'm not sure if that's like problem with his research or with mine or if he just kind of can maybe that's like a different type of snakehead but but yes um all canids so all snakeheads are obligate or faculative air breathers which what does that mean obligate air breathers have to breathe surface air whereas faculative air breathers mostly use their gills to take in oxygen from the water but they can breathe air when they need to like when they're in the mud or it's a drought or they're walking around on land. So canids have chambers for aerial respiration and their ventral aorta is divided into parts so that they can do both aquatic and aerial respiration. So it seems like they're very adapted to being able to breathe air and to be able to kind of move between different bodies of water I was honestly kind of disappointed because I couldn't find a lot of information about like walking on land and breathing and 
and living in the mud. Like I thought there'd be a lot more about that. But I did find that snakeheads seem to need to breach the water surface every once in a while to exchange the air in their special chamber. So some experiments have shown that breaching surface air is more important to them than using their gills. And some snakeheads have drowned when they've been caught in nets underwater and couldn't surface for air. So that's really interesting. They're kind of like marine mammals that way or like sort of getting closer to marine mammals. Yeah, like they have to come up for air every once in a while. That's so neat. That's just like the arapaima. That, That to this day is, I think, my favorite episode we've ever done about a fish. Like that was so interesting. And actually, some species of snakeheads can live out of the water for multiple days if their bodies are wet. I read about the northern snakehead, which is, like, pretty invasive in the U.S., and that's kind of a huge problem because they can live for, like, up to four days out of the water if their bodies are wet. And they can, yeah, they can walk around on land using their fins, but scientists don't seem to think that they're able to feed while on land they can't really like support themselves properly for feeding so yeah that's almost the opposite of eels where eels like the moray eel when we were talking about it can kind of come up on land and they're specially built so that their jaws can like extend and grab their prey instead of like other fish which have to sort of like like sort of vacuum in their food yeah I just have this like image of this video I watched of a moray eel like launching itself onto land to grab food and that image is just burned in my brain forever now. (laughs) I mean fish being able to survive on land for a bit or to be able to kind of come up on land is more common than you would think I feel like. Yeah definitely like fish out of water is not really scientifically accurate as a metaphor. Mm. So speaking of eating and not being able to eat on land what do these fish eat yeah it's an interesting question because in what i was reading the the giant snakehead is described as a quote highly predaceous piscivore which means a fish that primarily eats other fish a vicious predator and most ravenous of all canids (laughs) wow yeah so and that was from like a pretty scientific source too so yeah they're they're pretty pretty vicious like i said some studies show that maybe the giant snakehead is attacking and killing fish without eating them so they're kind of like a fish serial killer almost (laughs) and they also have large knife-like canine teeth so that they can shear flesh from prey which is a pretty intense description (laughs) yeah But yeah, apparently people can be attacked by them and people have been injured by them, especially if they approach their nests, which is, I think that's fair. (laughs) That sounds pretty unpleasant. So you you said before they're a big sports fishing fish. I'm not sure why you'd want to uh, mess around with one of these fearsome fish, but... Yeah, I guess guess because they kind of have that reputation and because they're the largest canid they're and they're very abundant they're promoted as a catch and release fish in asia especially malaysia and thailand and they're not just being like caught and released too they're also a desirable food fish in many areas of asia they are commonly cultured in floating cages and are fished in the wild 
And it's actually funny, like when I was doing my research, I asked my mom if she's ever eaten giant snakehead before because she grew up in Singapore and our family is Malay-Singaporean. Um, and apparently in Malay, it's called ikan toman. So I was like, oh, I'm sure my mom's eaten this. And I asked her and she said, like she texted me, no, ugh, sounds disgusting, <laughs> which was so <laughs> funny to me. And then I told her, oh, it's apparently a popular fish to eat in Southeast Asia. And then she said, I doubt it. I Googled it. Never seen or heard of the fish. <laughs> so I guess if you trust my mom more than Wikipedia, it's like not a popular fish. <laughs> so it's up for debate. <laughs> yeah. And then she actually called me while I was like writing up the episode she was like, that fish looks so disgusting. And I was like, I, I don't think it looks that disgusting. And she was like, I'm glad you showed it to me because, like, I never want to eat that. <laughs> 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 I want to make sure I don't ever eat it. Like, That's okay. so funny. <laughs> like, I think I would try it. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it kind of looks like any other fish. I don't, like, it doesn't look any more alarming than, like, eating a big salmon or like yeah or like a a tuna tuna. or something yeah or even something like i would argue that something like halibut or something looks gross yeah oh yeah totally totally like obviously you wouldn't really want to see its like face with its scary teeth but like i don't really want to see any fish i'm eating's (laughs) face yeah that's just me (laughs) i'm not used to it so you mentioned that some species of snakeheads are invasive species is that the same for the giant snakehead? Yeah, the the giant snakehead is an invasive species, not not really in a ton of places. Like I said, they've been introduced into China, Singapore, the Philippines, Italy, and the US. And apparently they are imported into the US to be sold in live fisheries markets as an ornamental fish for people's aquariums. Like I said, people buy them kind of as juveniles and then they grow Um, At least 15 states have banned the importation and translocation of live snakeheads, but apparently they're still pretty available in banned states. And yeah, they're they're a popular aquarium fish, but they do grow too large for most people, and they're highly predatory and will probably eat your other fish. So yeah, that, that might lead to people releasing them into their local waterways. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they're like a beta fish where you can just keep them in on, in a separate bowl and yeah no i mean you need a very big bowl <laughs> yeah like an entire room that yeah. sounds difficult i wonder i guess when people buy them they don't know what they grow into like they must just be like wow that's a cute fish and then it it grows but i always wonder what people think cuz i imagine if you have an aquarium that's good enough to have a giant snake head you'd know like a fair amount about fish in general so I don't really know if it's like they just want the pretty fish and they kind of know they're gonna release it or try and sell it and fail to sell it or something I just kind of wonder what their plan is yeah like you would think if you have an aquarium that you would do research before to see like is this fish compatible with the other fish I have and like you wouldn't think that you would just go pick out a pretty fish without looking it up but I guess people must do that yeah it must happen In the U.S., giant snakeheads have been collected in six states so far. Maine, Massachusetts, Maryland, Tennessee, Wisconsin, and Rhode Island. 
But because it's a tropical species and it likes temperatures that are sort of the high like 20s uh, in Celsius, it doesn't seem to be able to actually establish populations in these colder states. So, you know, they'll find like a fish here or there, but those are like the actual fish that were released. They're not reproducing in the wild in these states. But there is a concern that they could establish populations in tropical states like Florida if they're introduced there. Other snakehead species have become invasive in the U.S. as well. In 2019, the first northern snakehead was found in Georgia and had already been spotted in 14 other states. And (laughs) I read this article, like it was a short article in the Washington Post from 2019 about the first one being found in Georgia. And it was by Leticia Beecham. And I just loved the, like, the lead, like, the first kind of sentence, like, the opener for this article. There's a fish that can live on land. Georgia officials want you to kill it immediately. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great, that's a great lead. (laughs) I would click on that. Right? Yeah. But yeah, snakeheads are particularly an issue because... As we've talked about, they can survive out of the water and, like, migrate between different bodies of water on land. And because they can hide in the mud and survive droughts, like, they're kind of unstoppable if they can reproduce (laughs) and everything. And they can easily become apex predators. I mean, they'll – it sounds like they'll kind of take on anything. So that's not great. I couldn't find – it doesn't seem like there's been a lot of research yet into the actual impact of them as an invasive species – It's kind of more like, well, we know this doesn't usually go very well. (laughs) (laughs) In our experience, this is not ideal. Yeah, this huge, super predatory fish, probably not a great idea. Yeah, makes sense. It reminds me of like, I don't know, that title about if you see one, you have to kill it. It just reminds me of like the Alberta rat culture. Like, Like there's no sustained populations as far as we know but like every time there's like a single individual that makes its way and it's like gotta get it out we know what happens when rats establish yeah yeah so that's the giant snakehead fish it's an extremely predatory large and probably yummy fish i guess let us know (laughs) if you've eaten it yeah anyone gonna disprove sophia's mom on this yeah, let me know if it's if it's tasty. I'll tell my mom and she probably won't believe you. But <laughs> but yeah, it's also a concerning invasive species. So maybe keep an eye out for snakeheads and I guess kill them. I don't know. That That's intense. I can't give advice on what to do if you see one, but I contact your local wildlife agency. Yes. That seems like the responsible thing for us to say. <laughs> And it can breathe out of water and hang out in the mud and can even kind of walk around on land. So it's a very it's a very cool species. Definitely. Go Google what these look like. It's it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Sophia, for doing our episode this week. I yeah. really enjoyed listening to that. My pleasure. I'm excited to be doing more research because for the rest of the summer, we're going to kind of go back and forth on episodes. So, yeah. And thanks again to Leaf for recommending this one. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Beyond Blathers and reach out if you have a request. 
Tune in next week to learn more about the insects, fish, and fossils you can find in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Bye! Bye!